whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. It's Wednesday, everybody, which means we've got another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. This is episode six. I'm Stacey Spear. This is Mojo Sports. And once again, we are joined by my amazing panel. I've got Beck. I don't have Bliss tonight. And I've got Christy. And also tonight, we've got a special guest, Casey Cubis, on to talk about her season with the Rockingham Vipers. Welcome to the show, Casey. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to spreading the good word of, um, you know, the Vipers and what's happening over in Gridiron West. Yeah, sweet. So first up tonight, there was actually a question that was sent into our DMs that I'd love to get everyone's thoughts on. Uh, And the question was, what advice would you give to a rookie player on their first game? Beck, let's start with you. Oh, man, so many words of wisdom you could give out to a rookie player. Um, But I would say just to... um, I guess just relax, relax and play your game. You know, it's your first game. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. You know, things happen on the field that are unpredictable. But if you just do your job on the field and worry about yourself and making sure that you are in the right place and you are doing the right thing, you will have a great game. Uh, yeah, um, Beck, I, I give similar advice around knowing your job on the field, but also knowing how it fits in in a play so that you know, not just learning your role, but the concept of a play. But usually um, just before a rookie is taking the field, I, I just explain to them that, um, you know, a play goes for about 10 seconds. Uh, in the NFL, it's really quick. I think it averages four seconds, but about 10 seconds. So it takes 10 seconds of courage. Just go for it. Just have a crack. Go for it. Go hard. 10 seconds each play. That's my advice. I reckon you've been on the receiving end of some of those pep talks from uh, Moran over here, haven't you, Cubis? But uh, what, what stood out yeah. for you? What's uh, What's been your words of advice for your rookie players? Um, I think probably just the biggest thing is, like, don't be afraid to ask questions, like whether that's, you know, like at training before games, um, you know, do your own research, like do your homework, Um know the rules and kind of control, I guess, what you can control. Um, Yeah, and just develop, like, try and, um, yeah, just watch film and watch live games and, you know, try and sense of what the game might be like when you actually do get out there on the field. Yeah. You're telling people to watch a game. Sometimes they haven't watched a game before. Just watch at least one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's that being knowledgeable about your position. Like, and, you know, my words of advice are pretty simple and pretty much a wrap-up of what you guys have all said. It's just trust the process, you know, and always go 100%. If you make a mistake, make it at 100% and shake it off and it's on to the next play because clear heads will pretty much always prevail when you're on the field. And so with that, let's kick off our first segment with the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. We hit. <laughs> If you think it's only a man's game, well, you're sadly mistaken. Football is the exact opposite. Women can be aggressive. They can be physical. That's right. This is the huddle, and um, this is all about the Rockingham Vipers. So, Casey... 
I wanted to just start with just a little bit of background around you because uh, you're one of the more interesting cases that we've got um, with women playing football in Australia. And, you know, you've been playing for as long as I can remember. And I actually feel pretty privileged being, you know, standing right next to you the moment that you really came into your own. And it's something that I'll never forget. Um, you know, it was at Outback Camp. We were in our last scrimmage uh, and, you know, that that quarterback's room at Outback Camp, that was an interesting and frustrating place at times. Uh, their, their words that yep, you would 100%. use for that, definitely. And, uh, you know, you stepped in to take your reps and yep, it, yep. it just all came together for you. You know, you were confident in your reads, your balls were super silky, and I knew that that was that light bulb moment where it all just came together and it was amazing to watch your journey from quarterbacking the Outback team on our first international campaign and now moving into wide receiver and now watching you play over in WA with the Vipers. Out of all of that, how would you kind of sum up your football journey? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, like you said, Stace, um, you know, I don't know whether um, an interesting case. Um, yeah, I guess it, it has been. Um, you know, I love football. I started with absolutely zero knowledge of the game um, and I still, you know, pretty much know nothing compared to, um, you know, a lot of other people. Um, but, yeah, you know, I've um, represented my country, my state. Um, I've been lucky enough, you know, to be able to travel, you know, like, like you said, from Queensland over to WA to play. Um, and, you know, I've also been able to play, you know, a lot of different positions, you know, like you said, you know, transitioning from quarterback to wide receiver has been interesting, um, but I, I've loved it. Um, and, yeah, ho- hoping just to keep playing, you know, for as long as um, my body will allow it, I guess. What um, sporting background did you come from? Um, I played AFL since I was about 15. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, sort of any contact sport, um, you know, was always good fun. And then, yeah, I saw um, that my local, um, the Sunshine Coast Spartans were starting a team. Um, so I thought I'd, you know, go down and give it a go. Yeah, you mightn't realise it, but uh, Casey is also a very kicker. She does special teams as well, just to add it to her list. <laughs> a little bit of AFL skills coming yeah. in there sometimes. I was going to ask, was was quarterback a position of choice or was that something that just kind of formed throughout your first preseason? Um, definitely uh, was not a choice of mine. Um, I, I also used to play softball as well, so, you know, was kind of used to throwing um, things as well. Obviously, football is very different. Um, but, um, yeah, we kind of, at our, my first training session, um, my coach, Chappie, he sort of said, you know, can you throw a ball for me? And I gave it a go and he said, yep, that's you, you're our quarterback. So um, kind of just fell into it. Um, but yeah, it, it's been good fun. I love that. I feel like that's how all quarterbacks find their spot, right? It's never a choice. It's always a, this is your position and that's what you're going to play. How was that transition into wide receiver after playing quarterback for so many years and then making that jump over to receiving the ball instead of throwing it? How did that go down for you? Yeah, look, um, it's, it's been really good. Um, I've been so lucky with the quarterbacks that I've had um, to have a really good relationship with them. Um, you know, like an awareness, you know, for both of us, I guess. So, um, obviously, you know, as quarterback, I love the fact that, you know, you get to touch the ball every snap, you know, so I do miss that, um, you know, having gone to a receiver, um, but, you know, certainly, yeah, I've been very lucky with my quarterbacks and, you know, being able to develop some, um, pretty strong relationships there and, um, yeah, you know, win a few championships along the way, which is always nice. 
It is always nice. And with that, I, I wanted to jump straight into the, your Vipers team. So you played over there last season and won the championship, and now the borders are back yep. open and only and you, so you're back over again. But this year you've actually got a new head coach in Gio Falaki. I believe he was your offensive coordinator last year. Like how like has the team changed a lot with the new coaching coming in or is it kind of, you know, just an extension of what you guys did last year? Yeah, look, I think it's I think it's a bit different. Um we've got a lot of the same personnel. Um, you know, obviously with every coaching change, you know, brings changes you know, to a team dynamic. Um, but Gio's got, he's got a great rapport with um, all of the girls. Um, he, uh, his wife um, is a star of our O and D line. So, um, you know, that's always, um, I guess, an interesting dynamic, you know, in terms of, um, you know, uh, you know, communication and how all of that goes. Um, he's, um, he's a great coach, um, has a really, really deep knowledge um, of both O and D line. Um, and I think, that probably shows in um, the Vipers and what our strengths are um, in terms of O and D line. Yeah. And so those girls that obviously you've been building this foundation at the Vipers for the last couple of years and, um, you know, having a lot of those foundational players come in, especially on offense, like we know how long it takes for that chemistry to build. And I guess once that foundation is strong, the offense can really thrive. Like, you know, tell us about your offense. Like, Who's your quarterback? You know, what, what's she like? Are we expected to see her, you know, coming up in the next, you know, nationals? Like, like what, what's, what's the theme for your offense? Yeah, I think, um, again, this year is, um, is a bit different. Um, we've got a new a rookie quarterback, um, Xanthi. So she's just stepped up and, you know, she's a jack of all trades in terms of what she plays in football. You know, she'll play offense, defense. She's a kicker. She, she literally does it all. Um, she comes from a rugby league background, I believe, um, you know, so it's really good. She's not afraid to run the ball, you know, if things kind of go south and, you know, she can't pick up her reads or anything like that, you know, she's happy to run the ball, um, you know, so that's really good to see. And, you know, even on the weekend, um, just watching her, even, you know, as a, as a rookie making some, some play calls, um, you know, that I don't think I would have had the guts to, you know, do back when I first started. Um, you know, so, so that's really good to see. That sort of leads into my question that I had for you, Cubis, because obviously having you come over um, and having played so many seasons, because obviously in WA they haven't played as many seasons as we've been privileged with in Queensland, so by default we have that experience. Um, and we all know every season you learn a whole lot of new stuff. Um, yeah. What have you been able to uh, bring to the team or feel like you've been able to bring for the team? Um, and, you know, maybe even the quarterback having played quite quarterback and being the the end recipient of those balls? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, even the previous couple of years, you know, I had a really good relationship um, with Olivia. Um, she was only a young quarterback and, um, you know, so it was really nice to, you know, obviously see her develop over a couple of years, um, you know, give her some advice, you know, whether it's just calming the nerves or, um, you know, whether it's technique at training and all of that sort of stuff, um, you know, that's been really good for me. Um, obviously now, you know, with the receiver stuff, um, you know, teams are, teams always need like more coaches. You know, I don't think I've ever played in a team that's, um, you know, really been fully staffed, um, you know, apart from, you know, obviously rep teams, um, you know, so it's nice to go over and, you know, 
do a little bit of work with the receivers and stuff like that where, you know, maybe they don't get um, that more personalised kind of, um, you know, training. So I think that's, you know, that's been really good fulfilling for me to do that as well. And so how does how does that um, practising and, and training situation work with you being over in Queensland? Like is there a lot of like remote Zoom sessions? Like are you doing stuff solo? Like like how, how have you found that? Yeah, obviously, um, yeah, being on the other side of the country makes training pretty difficult. Um, but, you know, we, we haven't really gone down the remote training sort of um, track. I'll, I'll obviously do my own skill work over here. Um, you know, I try and keep fit and go to the gym and do all of that sort of stuff. Obviously study, um, you know, know the playbook so when I do get over there that I can kind of just jump in, um, you know, wherever and whenever I'm needed. Um, so I guess just trying to stay prepared. Um, I'm also very lucky um, I work in a school, so I have wonderful school holidays, um, which means that, you know, I get to go over and I get to stay for a couple of weeks at times. Um, you know, so that's really good to be able to. Um, you know, to go to train and, you know, see what, I guess, what they're doing on the other side of the country as well. Have you found it difficult being on the other side of the country to um, bond with the team and create those connections on the field? Or do you feel like that because you have studied and learned the playbook and you know the girls that you kind of fit in really nicely over there? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's been probably as seamless as it can be. Um, you know, like I said, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, um, but they are always, um, you know, so super welcoming. And they are like a big family, um, you know, so they always look at me with open arms. And, and I certainly, I, I do put the question to them, you know, at the beginning of every season, um, you know, to make sure for me um, to come over. Um, obviously, you know, you don't want to stand anyone's toes in terms of, you know, people who are training regularly and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, obviously there's a lot to consider, but um, yeah. They're just one one big family and, um, yeah, I, I love going over and, um, you know, if I can keep on doing it, hopefully borders stay open um, for the rest of the year and into next mm, as well. Fingers crossed for you. And that's um that's really great. I like how you're asking the question and, and wanting to be, you know, welcomed in rather than sort of just coming in and saying, here I am. Um, uh, but I'm sure they love having yeah. you on the team. I've played with you, Cuba, so I know how um, great you are as a teammate as well as on the field. Have you had the opportunity to, and I, I know that fly in, fly out, doesn't allow, it's, it's time restricted for you to come in and, and do anything other than play the game, but have you been able to impact or um, help out players from other teams throughout the league, not just within Vipers? Yeah, not really. Um, like like you said, I, I guess time is of the essence when you're over there. Um you know, so you're kind of focusing on on your own team and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, last weekend, you know, I flew over on Friday night. I got in at 10, you know, played a game Saturday afternoon and I flew out Sunday morning. So, you know, with that, it doesn't really, you know, allow for too much else. Um, but certainly, like, it's absolutely amazing, like, in the three years, this is the third year now that I've been going over, um, just the development um, of the league and the players um, the skills, um, they've got so, so many um, young girls coming through who are so talented. You know, they, they come from other sports, you know, they're playing AFL and rugby league and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's really good to see, I guess, that injection 
um, of use, um, you know, um, yeah, that's been that's been really good. Speaking of youth and, you know, those players that you don't necessarily hear or see about, is there someone on your team that you think is a hidden talent that, you know, we need to keep an eye on and look out for potentially coming into our state competitions or just even within your league? Yeah, um, we've got, um, look, we've definitely got a couple to watch out for, um, but um, certainly the one that springs to mind, her name is, and she is our... um, She's now made the transition to running back um, for this season, as well as um, she plays linebacker as well. Um, Kay, I think that you know sounds a little bit familiar to you, maybe. Um, and she's she's just absolutely amazing to watch. Um, she's again, she's multi talented um, sportswoman, um, you know, and she um, yeah, she stays on the field with her mum as well, um, you know. So that's like that's amazing to see that sort of you know we've got mother daughter duos happening on the field. We've got husband, wife, you know, coach, player um, combination. So it really, it really is family um, vibe over there. It's great. Yes, for the running backs. And I'm just jealous that she gets to play a bit of linebacker too, as we know I've yeah. been trying to play linebacker my entire life. Um, but uh, this is uh, not necessarily, I'm throwing this out to everybody, just to Cubis, so off the hook <laughs> a little Cubis for peppering you with questions. Um <laughs> I can see, obviously, with um, limited opportunities at the moment with COVID going international and things like that, I can see fly and fly out or playing interstate um, being potentially a thing that happens a bit. So, guys, what are your thoughts on that? Like, um, yeah, because there has to be some thoughts about how we do it, how we make sure that, like Cubis has already touched on, um, you know, coming in and making sure that it's fair, making sure that it's building, adding value, not not taking opportunities away um that we're not stacking teams does anybody have some opinions about that because I potentially have unpopular opinions about it but yeah I mean it's something that I've often thought about like you know I've always thought that there there has to be more ways that girls can get more games if they want them and you have this discussion like but you have to learn the playbook you have to you know make sure that you are you know fitting in with the team xyz but I think there would be a big market for free agent players like especially veteran free agent players like like Cubis for example like you know we do our study we've been around the game long enough that we can read a playbook we know essentially what we should be doing you know and if there was a pool of girls that were like yep I can you know come down and play a game for you down here play a game down here obviously not be eligible for playoffs or grand finals or however you want want that to work but I think a free agency model would be interesting I I don't mind the idea if it's like you said it's going to bring benefits to the team if it's a player, a veteran player that's going to help coach. It's going to, like you said, not step on toes of other players. It's going to make the team better, enhance the league 100% because we're all about building a sport and making it better and more competitive for all the other girls. So, like, as long as we're not stacking teams so that, you know, you're dominating the entire league and that you're going over there with good intentions to build the league and assist the teams, then, yeah, why not? I mean, and, and it takes more than just one player to dominate the team. Like, you know, so, oh, you know, it's not, it's not just a hundred percent. And I, I just, and I think um, there's that added responsibility, especially if you're coming from quite an experienced league to a, maybe a less experienced league. And I know um, that, uh, this is idealistic and this is probably uh, Kay at the end of her career looking back on, you know, growing things, but would love to see how that we don't just impact, come over and impact teams, we impact 
whole leagues and 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 help them accelerate um, their their skills and their understanding and then football IQ um, and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, and that just makes for better interstate national competitions as well. Um, that being said, I've mentioned before that WA's maturity um, and their creativity in their offense is is well beyond um, the few years that they've been playing. But yeah, I think it's a real thing to to consider and how we we not just come and play what, what how we can inject you know across all of the leagues all right Cubas I, I wanted to touch again um back on the defensive side of the ball so defensively you guys are really strong with and you've got plenty of talent across the board what's the strengths to your defenses and I guess if there's only players that we should be looking out for um I think again I touched on um well, I mentioned Adelaide before um you know a sort of you know she plays both offense and defense um you know, she's so young um, and and physical. I think I think that's the thing with our defense that we're very we're physical and um, you know they're not afraid. They won't um, take a step backwards. Um, you know, quite confident. Um, obviously, got a lot to learn. Um, few um, few rookies there thrown in the mix, um, but certainly I think you know we're we're pretty confident um, in our defense. Um, you know, whether that's stopping um, run or pass, you know, which is always a nice feeling, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I love a good downhill runner, uh, you know, especially a rookie. Like, you just can't teach that as far as I'm concerned. It's yeah. just one of those things that you just you can't tell someone to go run headfirst into a brick wall. Like, you can't teach that. You just got to go do it. Um, and I guess what's the playoff picture looks looking like for the Vipers at the moment? The goal, obviously, you know, back-to-back West Bowls, I'm assuming that that's probably the goal. Um, but how hard is that? going to be to get to do you think yeah look obviously um you know the goal is uh, is back to back but that's you know that's a hard um, feat for any team whether you're playing local football or you know you're in the nfl um so you know i think we um the vipers as a team have had a steady rise um throughout the years you know playing in gridiron west you know First year they got into the playoffs, you know, second year, you know, unfortunately we lost the West Bolt and then, you know, third year, um, you know, winning it. So, you know, obviously we'd like to keep um, continuing that trend. Um, last week when I was over, we played the Broncos and it was an absolute, um, absolutely tough game. Um, you know, we um, the Broncos were, you know, too good for us in the end. Um, you know, it was only a low scoring. I think it was 8-0. And that, you know, that score came, you know, right at the death of that game. So, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we can turn that around. I think, you know, obviously the Broncos, you know, have proven year after year that they're such a strong um, competitor. Um, you know, so hopefully we can sort of turn that result around um, next time we play them. Yeah, and who, who have you got coming up um, that should be interesting to look out for? Like, do you guys come up against the Wolverines anytime soon or the Saints? Um, yeah, I think we'd be due for the Wolverines um, soon. I, to be honest, I, I don't know the fixture off the top of my head. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, certainly, you know, we look forward to, you know, obviously playing um, anyone. You know, there's a few um, good little rivalries, um, you know, that happen in the league, you know, uh, you know, like any league. Um, you know, but we certainly, we don't take anyone lightly. And, you know, we obviously just want to go out and play our best football and, and hopefully that, um, you know, means a championship at the end of the sim. That'd be nice. That's the goal. All right, guys, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up with our season predictions for the Vipers. Christy, I'm going to bring you in first on this one. 
Oh, I think I'm um, just uh, also listening to um, Cuba's talk about that last game. I think it's going to be between Broncos and Vipers. Um, I think the experience of Broncos um, will bring them there again. Um, but I do think that um, Broncos utilise a few players quite heavily. So, um, and I know that's sometimes a winning formula, but in I think in the future that might become a problem for Broncos. So it might it's all it's open for the Vipers. Yeah, I think by the sounds of it that the Vipers have slowly been building and building and building to what they have as such a great successful team at the moment. And if they continue building like they have been the last few years, I, th- I think they could go back to back. Like I'm not doubting it at all. Yeah, you know, I've I've gone back to back three times back to back and that's hard, dude. Like, and Christina, we've talked about it on different podcasts, you know, it's just it's that consistency and that complacency and, and if you can get over that and push through that that brick wall to go, well, it doesn't really matter what the next level is, but whatever it is, we've got to get it. Um, I think that's that's going to be really important for the Vipers. But, I mean, I'm not discounting a couple of the other teams, you know, in this league. Um, you know, I don't, as much as I want to say the Broncos, they're definitely in the West Bowl. Like, you never know. And that's the thing about playoff football, right? Like, anything can happen. Um, so we'll just see what happens with that one. So there you go. Will the Vipers go back to back? We will continue to update you guys on the GW season next year and provide some great insight into the lead up to the West Bowl. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're Guys, tonight's rapid fire is about heading across the ditch when the borders are open and considering football internationally. So my question tonight for Rapid Fire is which overseas leagues should our listeners try to check out? And I guess there's a, there's a whole heap of options out there, but Beck, what, what have you found? Um, I think any opportunity to play football, no matter where you play, is going to benefit you um, as a player. You will always, you know, learning from new coaches, playing with new players, no matter where you go is always going to be beneficial. But I can't go past going to the States. Like the leagues over there are obviously top notch. They've been around for the longest. So they're going to have the most experienced players and coaches for you to learn from. Yeah, definitely. So over in uh, in the US, you've got your WFA, you've got your WN, WFNC. WFA is where Christy was over in with Chicago. So, Christy, are, you, are we heading back overseas or are we going to look to explore somewhere else? Look, um, if it's not the United States, it's Canada, but um, I say WFA all the way. Um, that currently is probably our equivalent to the NFL. It's uh, the, the most established and probably the most competitive at the moment. However, like you mentioned, WFNC, um, they are fast-evolving, great um, leagues as well um, that are coming up, and they're actually run by former WFA players like like stars of WFA. So um, I just really encourage people if they get the opportunity to go over and do it. It's absolutely the best thing I ever did. Um, so whether it's US or Canada, do it. Yeah, Cubis, you got eyes on somewhere over in the wide blue yonder? Um, look, obviously I'd love to. Um, you know, it's, it's a big dream, you know, to go overseas and play football, you know, especially like you said, you know, in the home of football, you know, over in the States, you know, would be amazing. Um, if the opportunity did present itself to me, you know, it'd be very hard to say no to. Um, you know, yeah, who knows, I guess, what the future will hold with that. But, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, there's definitely a few leagues that are um, making it more accessible for people to do. And, 
um, you know, whether that's through sponsorship and, um, you know, different opportunities with that. So, um, yeah, you know, fingers crossed borders can open up and, and, you know, a few of us can, you know, potentially head over and, and see what the rest of the world has to offer. And I think it's not just about heading over to get the experience. It's about heading over to get the experience, to be able to bring it back and, and share it locally, you know, and that's what, you know, we were so lucky to have Jen Welter come out, um, you know, obviously she, when she was the head coach for the Women's Outback, and that was her biggest message. It was learn what you can to take it back and develop it, and, and I think that's definitely what we need to do. Um, for me, I'm definitely on the Canada train. I loved it when we were over there. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of teams that I'm keeping my eye on. Regina Riot, they look really good. Um, you've got the British American Football Association. So we've spoken about the BAFA model before. Um, they've got leagues all around uh, the UK. And then you've got the European leagues. You've got leagues in Sweden. You've got the Netherlands. You've got Finland. You've got Mexico. So there's so much women's football out there. If you can find it, you can check out um, Gridiron Beauties on socials. Oscar and his team are amazing at highlighting women's football from around the globe. Support the sport, get some experience to bring us back locally, be inspired, and just go get it. All right. Guys, that's, that's actually all the time we have for tonight, and this has been our final episode for 2021. The network is having a much-needed break over the holidays, but if you are traveling, if you're at home cleaning, if you just need to put your uh, headphones in to drown out some family noise, check a look through our podcast back catalogue. There's some great one-on-one interviews from Rugby League Grapes. We've got inspiring stories from Paralympians. We've got panellist interviews. So until, you know, 2022, thanks, Casey, for coming on the show tonight. I want you guys all to stay safe, be merry, enjoy the holidays, and as always, share this episode with your family and friends. Hit us up on socials. We are on all platforms. From all of us here at Mojo Sports, we will catch you on the flip side. Peace. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.